I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello there, Foo followers. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, reminding you that if you would like to support this show, we have a donations link available. Any spare pennies you may have would be greatly received to help with the upkeep of this show, the website, the social media accounts and so on. Simply head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide to donate whatever you can. And a huge thank you to any listeners who have supported us over the years. You have our gratitude okay thank you and on with the show well if you're really so determined to have a fight then i'll oblige (laughs) hello there ladies and gentlemen boys and girls food followers around the world my name is ben johnson welcome to the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, episode 83, speaking to you from London here in the UK. This is the fourth episode in our seventh season of shows, and my guest today is the UK martial arts star Scott Adkins. This is the fifth time that Scott's been on the show, and this conversation was recorded about a week or so ago to celebrate the release of his new movie, Accident Man Hitman's Holiday, also known as Accident Man 2. This is the sequel to 2018's Accident Man, based on a comic book that Scott used to read as a kid, about a hitman who disguises all of his kills as accidents. The sequel is a rip-roaring action comedy with a very British sense of humour. It also has some of Scott's all-time best fight scenes in the film. And as someone who has pretty much seen all of Scott's movies, I can hand on heart say that some of the martial arts sequences in this film really are some of his best The movie also sees the return of Ray Stevenson and Perry Benson from the first film and a decent roster of assassins that Scott has to fight. People like Faisal Mohammed, Bo Fowler is a crazy clown, Uh, Sarah Chang is very funny as Scott's sidekick and the awesome Andy Long, formerly of the Jackie Chan stunt team. He is just phenomenal as the main baddie in this movie. The film also features Zara Fivian, the UK martial artist and actor who filmed her scenes before her trial and subsequent imprisonment in May of this year, 2022, on child sex offences. Zara Fivian is currently serving an eight-year jail term. For a number of reasons, the scenes featuring Zara Fivian are still in the movie. However, she is not credited anywhere or mentioned in any of the publicity, so you might be shocked when you do see that her scenes are still in the film. And although we don't dwell on this for too long, I do put the question to Scott as to why this is the case, and Scott does respond to that question so hopefully that will help to provide a little bit of background and context as to why that has happened despite being associated with such a terrible thing the movie still remains a really good time it's available to rent on digital platforms here in the uk right now courtesy of sony pictures home entertainment and you're going to hear all about how it was made 
from its leading man, producer, story developer and fight coordinator, that's Scott Adkins. That conversation is coming up very shortly. Before we get into all that, a quick reminder that if you would like to contact the show, the best way to do that is to reach out to me over social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Kung Fu Movie Guide. We are also on Twitter at KF Movie Guide. And we have an email address. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. We also have a YouTube channel, which I don't tend to shout about too much although you may have noticed I have been uploading trailers to promote the episodes in this new season of the show they seem to be quite popular on the YouTube channel so yes if you do want to go and check out those clips and also catch up on some full uninterrupted episodes from our archive then do subscribe to the Kung Fu Movie Guide on YouTube you can also head over to KungFuMovieGuide.com to read all the latest martial arts movie reviews including our review for Accident Man Hitman's Holiday that's all on our website plus that's where you can sign up to our monthly newsletter we give away lots of cool free martial arts movie prizes in that newsletter so do make sure you become a registered Foo follower today to be in with a chance of winning some of those prizes. Okay, that's more than enough of me blabbering on. Let's get over to my chat with Scott. A few little notes ahead of this. There was actually quite a lot of swearing on this show, which I have left in. We do try and keep things quite family friendly on this podcast. However, a few F-bombs have managed to slip into this episode. So apologies for that. If that does offend you, then you have been warned. Also, I think we're okay with spoilers. However, if you haven't seen Accident Man 2 yet, then maybe just to be on the safe side, watch the movie first and then listen to this. I'd hate to uh, get complaints about uh, spoiling the movie. So you have also been warned there about that. This chat was also recorded about a week before the new John Wick Chapter 4 trailer was released. Scott is, of course, in the new John Wick movie, but he was sworn to secrecy at this point. He probably still is sworn to secrecy, but anyway, that's why we are a little bit cagey about uh, talking too much in depth about John Wick Chapter 4. However, Scott does talk in some detail about it on this show anyway enough of all this i will be back at the end of this conversation to waffle on a little bit more but until then here we go here is my conversation with the great scott adkins i've got a microphone here so that makes me stand even better hopefully yeah you're used to all this podcast and stuff, Scott. Yeah. You know all, Where all the works. hell are you? Oh, mate, this is my makeshift studio. This is why I don't do the... Um, you look like Matt Damon in uh, that movie where he goes to Mars. Um, I When I talked to Daniel Bernhardt, he said it looked like I was in a, in a sci-fi film. So, yeah, uh, yeah it, this is the best I can do in a very noisy flat in London. This is a makeshift, a makeshift sound soundproofing going on. Oh, wow. it's, it's terrible. Yeah, but there we go. So last time you were on the podcast was 2020, during the height of lockdown. And you've done eight films since then. <laughs> I don't know if I've done eight films or whether the eight films just got released. Came out. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, you were on to talk about Debt Collector 2, which I loved, by the way. Um, oh, good. But yeah, so there was eight more. Eight more, yeah. I think they were stacking up. I think I've just uh, got a backlog, maybe. I, yeah. I haven't worked that much. I mean, I know since well, the pandemic, I've done Castle Falls one shot. 
Yes, yes, they're on. Day shift, John Wick four, yes. and Accident Man. Yes. Oh, and I did two little ones for uh, Brandon Burrows. Yeah, Max Cloud, which the Andy Long connection. Please, I remember being in York filming Max Cloud, and they were saying that two people from China were in York with the COVID. But I remember thinking, "Oh shit." Oh no! Yeah, the first two people in the UK with COVID was in York, and that's where we were filming. No, yeah. Gosh, what's sort of drawing you to to say yes to stuff nowadays? Then, because I know you know you're a family man. I know you've got you know the kids are at school today and all that stuff. So you know, I guess the pull of sort of you know just being around your family as well. It's it's um it's grueling, isn't it? Being being away. So. Does that factor into your decisions now, Scott? Um, it's always been that way, so I don't know that I'm making... Uh, my son is really attached to me. It's because he was young when the pandemic happened, and so I was around a lot more, whereas with my older daughter, I was away a lot when she was little, so she's always been used to us, I think. Uh, so definitely it feels worse on him than on her in some way because um, he's used to having me around. Uh, but it, it's not something I think about. At the end of the day, work is work, and uh, it's what I do, and uh, I, sometimes I have to go away. Um, yeah. And to be honest, if I'm l the lead in a movie, I don't really want them around because <laughs> I'm yeah. so busy. It's better just to leave me alone. Yeah. I'm so yeah. tired and grumpy all the time. Yeah. Because it takes its toll, the uh, the martial arts stuff. So if I'm a, I've got a smaller role in a bigger movie, then... It's great to have them around because I've got more time on my hands. And, you know, I, something like Criminal, I was in London, they were coming down a lot, and Doctor Strange. Oh, great. Yeah, because you They got you to go on the set time. of Doctor Strange. That's cool. No, not on the set. They came to Bulgaria the once, well, Carmel did, and she was on the set of Hercules. Yeah. Um, but if I'm the lead, probably better just to let me get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're tight shoots, aren't they? Because you haven't got yeah. many days to turn that around. So I guess there's no, yeah, I guess, you know, leave dad alone kind of thing. I guess that's the that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. days off on accident, man, that's for sure. I remember yeah. doing El Gringo. We had a short shooting schedule, as they all are, but this one was particularly short. And, of course, it's very important for me to make sure that the action's good. So I suggested to the producer, how about if I don't have a day off and we have a second unit that works on the day off? And they can have a different day off in the week, but I'll never stop working. And um, he Gosh. said, okay. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we got some great action in that movie. Yeah. But the problem was the director and the editor completely ruined it. Mm. And think, think about me having every day off. I didn't have a day off. And then he went and completely ruined it. I mean, for God's sakes. These are the lessons you learn along the way, though, Scott, isn't it? Because I, I, I get the sense now where... And particularly with the Accident Man films or the films that you're involved in, I guess, from a producer level, at least you've got a say in how how the action looks. Exactly. That's the only reason to do it, Ben, is to have that control. Because producing is extremely stressful. Ignorance is bliss. I mean, we had all sorts of shenanigans going on behind the scenes on Accident Man 2. Um and the less I knew about it, the, the better it would have been for my mental health. <laughs> you know, it's so stressful. Um, but the only reason to produce, and I, I, I can't say that I enjoy it, 
bond is just having a bit of control over the end product that that's yeah the, yeah what are the aspects that you do enjoy about it i guess that is producing just the end product yeah yeah zero <laughs> zero apart from i can pull out the producer card say hey i'm yeah. the producer yeah <laughs> not only am i the lead actor and yeah. the writer yeah and the fight choreographer <laughs> i'm also the producer yes so shut up and listen <laughs> so two is your toes or you're getting fired no don't go that far <laughs> did you have quite a say in the casting for accident man too yeah absolutely yeah i'd say that all the fighters are hand-picked by me because yeah. you know i don't want to be working with someone that's going to make my life more difficult when it comes to the action if you're working with yeah. people that understand it and can do it it's an easier process um and then when it comes yeah like every part really i mean every part you know obviously mm -hmm. discuss it in detail with the directors but that was a great experience on this one because we really did see eye to eye for the most part yeah. and there's it's not going to be 100 percent on everything but for the most part we we were you know agreed on on those decisions it wasn't a, a struggle you didn't want to invite jesse back for this one then or i guess he's off doing his own projects as well isn't he yeah no, look, he's busy doing other things and the truth is that he adapted his directing style to sort of fit what i wanted accident man to be yeah. but it, yeah it didn't really um it wasn't fully one thing or the other it was something in between yeah um but he, he was busy doing other things anyway so i needed to get another director and it turned out to be the the, the Kirby's. when when i knew i needed another director i wanted them straight away because i knew that the tone was going to be right for for what i originally conceived accident man to be like which was sort of like a matthew vaughan or edgar wright type of yeah feel yeah definitely definitely yeah. well i definitely think this this sequel really achieves that and it's got a real it's really funny as well which i uh really appreciated i, I and the action obviously we'll get into this but um yeah. yeah it's superb work scott you're hearing this a lot with this movie how do you how do you feel how do, are you are you pleased with a lot of the feedback that you're getting yeah very happy yeah you know you're not going to please everyone I'm not going to please myself completely. There's always a compromise that goes on. Some of it is obvious, um, and some of it not so obvious. Um, but knowing everything that I know about that went into making the film, I'm extremely proud of myself and everyone else and all the work that everyone did. It's not easy to make uh, such a, a fully-fledged action movie. It's not easy to make something so British and yet so Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. happy that the, the comedy came across better in this one. Um, I think the directors really helped with that because they certainly leaned into it hard. And we went a bit more Looney Tunes with it, uh, a bit less mean-spirited, but still, it's got the edge. And yeah, yeah really happy. And, you know, I, I've said this before, I was a big fan of films like The No Treat, No Surrenders growing up, not just those yeah. that... that those Hong Kong movies as well, they're very, they're a lot of fun and the action was hard hitting, but there was always a, bit, a big sense of fun going on, you know, like uh, some of Yun Wu Ping's early stuff as well. Yeah. I just wanted that, that to be the flavour and the directors understood that and, and that's what we did. 
So yeah, British Hong Kong movie is what we made. So how did I find myself in this situation, you ask? Came a professional killer. And yeah, it's a dirty job. But I'm happy to get my hands bleeding filthy for the right price. Needed to keep my head down after what happened back in London. So I grabbed my fake passport and hopped on the first flight to anywhere, which turned out to be Malta. There's more people need killing in this corner of the world than I can keep up with. I might be able to help you out. This is our lab, where he trials all of his new techniques and where I can have a bash at seeing if they're actually going to work in the real world. <laughs> Go! How'd you find me, Ray? I heard that you've got a nice little learner going on down here. Nothing we got going on down here is going to bother you. You have bothered me. No pain, no gain, eh, mate? So Accident Man 2 or Accident Man Hitman's Holiday, um, the follow-up to, obviously, Accident Man. Was that 20... 18? When was that? 2016, we shot 2016? Yeah, gosh, November, December 2016, but it didn't come out till February 2018. Very much your pet project based on a comic book that I know that you read as a, as a kid growing up. Um, although, Scott, this story is completely separate, isn't it, from the... <laughs> gosh, there it is, look. Yeah, I know we're not video. <laughs> That's amazing. This is not the original, though. I actually lost it. No, is that like a hardback? What, yeah, what this is was that? a new like a version that I got, but the original, yeah. I had it for ages and I lost it, and the dog had eaten it, and I'd sell it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but I always had this comic book with me growing up, thinking, why hasn't anyone made this into a film, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this sequel is a whole new story. Obviously, you know, you've brought back some of the characters from the first film, uh, but this is a whole new, whole new thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. created from scratch the first one was very uh a very um faithful um you know adaptation of the original source material although the original source material would have been about 40 minute movie so we had to flesh it out and then we came up with it completely new from scratch me and Stu small uh for, yeah. for the second one you uh find yourself in malta yeah, we'd go anywhere that was just not England. I figured he's been banished from London, which means he's banished from England. It's no good going to Birmingham, is it, or Leeds. No. He, he needs yeah. to be in a different country. So I was happy for it to be any country, just not uh, England, wherever we could get the best tax incentive, basically. And it turned out to be Malta, which was great when, for when, the movie because it gives it a completely different look. Yeah, it does. It gives it this sort of like breezy kind of holiday vibe. It's nice. It's got a yeah. different vibe to the first film. It's not quite as claustrophobic, is it? I guess. Um, yeah. as, as, and as Hitman's Holiday, film. that was something that was uh, decided on, you know, once the film was already delivered. Yeah. Yeah. Almost delivered. I'm actually going to Malta in a couple of weeks. <laughs> not <laughs> just for a few days. Listen, Accident Man was the best martial arts film to be filmed in Malta since Black Eagle. <laughs> So, you know. Was that Malta, was it? Yeah. It was Malta, okay. yeah. It was Malta. Yeah. You didn't get to sightsee then when you were there. I guess it was pretty, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Too busy. No sightseeing yeah. for me. But the film does pick up a lot of great locations. It's all filmed on location there, so it's a nice little... You'll be surprised. The things piece. that went on, the brothers went out there to location scout and they found quite a few locations. We came back and we started previsiting the action sequences with the measurements of the locations mapped out in the gym floor. And then by the time we got back to Malta, we'd lost two of those three locations. 
And then other things happen like last minute locations are falling through all these compromises that have to be made, but some of it worked out for the better like that yeah. um, interrogation sequence with uh, Adam Basil punching me yeah, and everything yeah, where yeah. we are there. That was a last minute decision to go there. And the way Valetta, you see Valletta in the background, it almost looks like a painting. Yeah. Originally we we're going to be in a big high rise looking over the whole city it would look different yeah but that's what it originally was but we had problems with the weather and we, we thought oh it's going to be too windy we need to find somewhere else and the whole location where i fight yendi was different um yeah things like that happen you've got to be able to you've got to be able to change things last minute and be yeah malleable you're more than aware now of the experience the years that you've had in this industry doing these movies that you know where the compromises might need to be made where you might need to think of a backup um yeah you're quite experienced this now yeah yeah you get to um obviously they're giving you less money it's not 100 million so there's less people trying to tell you what to do you can pretty much do what you want to do yeah there's no compromise there but then the compromise comes when you're working on a lower budget and you can't control everything like there's going yeah. to be mistakes and things happening because you don't have an endless pot of money to make sure yeah. that doesn't happen. I think you said we when we met for the cast and crew screening, you said it was a two million budget, but it by filming a Malta, it goes to three million. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you just have that little bit more more income there. Yeah, um, but it was still a twenty two day shoot. Accident Man One was a twenty four day shoot in uh, London, but that's. Um, you know, having really smart producers, being able to carve out a bit more extra time. Accident Man 1, I specifically wrote the flashback to happen so that I could get more time on second unit with an action unit. That's why that fight between me and Amy and me and Mike and uh, Ray Park uh, are, you know, long and, you know, they're good. Because yeah. yeah. I gave myself more time the way it was structured, the, the schedule. I did the same thing on Accident Man 2, the, the, the end fight in the shambles. Um, while I was fighting Poco, the second unit was filming Sarah and Peter in their fight so that we could just get more time to shoot the action, which you need. You need to be smart with the schedule, and, that, and that's where the producing comes in from me. I don't know how to talk to the banks and get the financing and whatnot, but I understand what it takes to to make an action film and you're basically directing that then aren't you not on this occasion i have done in the past but no it was um it was george kirby with me and poco me and Bo. so he's of there course. holding the camera as well we've already yeah. previsited it you see back in london definitely that fight and then when we got to malta in the two weeks running up to shooting andy came over to malta andy long and we choreographed my fight with him and previs that. And then he created the other fight, which he was directing alongside with um, Harry. Mm. Um, Guess the, and that's the where having with brothers. The two, two brothers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Andy's really experienced with the action and Harry a bit less so, but he's there, you know, making sure the thread of the drama is happening and the characters and, and everything and the story is being told the way he wants. <laughs> So these are the Kirby brothers, the directors. They're making their feature film debut. But you know, uh, it's, George has worked on stunts before. You've worked with him in the past, haven't, haven't you? Threw him down the stairs on uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I remember thinking, oh, these stairs are nice and padded. It's pretty, pretty cushy job on these big budget Mar- Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and I met him on there, and I saw their YouTube stuff. And they yeah. sent me um, a proof of concept sort of short movie opening to a film that they're trying to finance. And I was so impressed that I was like, oh, man, these are, these are the guys for Accident Man. Let's do it. Yeah. Because yeah. they've got a visual style, very visual they're good with special uh, visual effects. Like yeah. a lot of the visual effects, I mean, I know s- some of them, they're not in Accident Man. Some of them are a little bit ropey in some ways. But when you know <laughs> the George, George Kirby himself, as many of those visual effects have just done, been done by him. No one else. We didn't have a team of visual effects. Just on his laptop. Movie. <laughs> yeah. He's done it himself. Yeah. which is amazing but of course you know everyone's gonna judge our little movie against the 200 million avengers infinity war that's just the way it goes i always say it's annoying in many ways isn't it because when with these streaming services the movies just sit side by side next to like you know big 200 million dollar marvel film next to like indie action movie yeah it's this is yeah i mean i've read some comments where people are like oh that cgi didn't work you should have just used a prosthetic head well have you got any idea how much a prosthetic head costs yeah to mold and to make it look perfect yeah yeah i could have got an old one from somewhere i suppose if we could have found one but it wouldn't have looked exactly like the actor and it's it's all that stuff you know it's it's really complicated we do, we do the best with what we've got. What I like about this is that Mike Fallon, the character of Mike Fallon, it's quite a self-deprecating humour, isn't it? Like, he's kind of an idiot in a way, yeah. isn't he? You know, he's yelling at the shop there that they're not selling Maltesers in Malta. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But, like, there's loads there's loads of bit like, bits like that where, you know, it's just it doesn't take itself too seriously. I think that's that's yeah. the winning combination here. I'm, I'm even more me in this one than I was. I wasn't me in the first one. The, the character evolved. Um, we, we felt we could go more silly with him. We made him an idiot in the first one because he's got a real vicious side to him. So if you make him uh, a bit of an idiot, you can get away with it, we felt. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, Yeah, I'm just a bit more silly in this one, a bit more like me. That's coming from you then, Scott, or is that just working with Stu? Or I guess because you know Stu so well, you grew up together, you know, you, you. I guess you have the same sort of sense of what's funny. Yeah, he he writes well for me. I understand the way he's writing because we're such close friends growing up together so when he writes something i instantly know how that needs to be said um because i know him and he knows me um and yeah like we spent a lot of time developing the structure of the movie on this one and and the story and what it would be we did a lot of writing together on the first one he's a much better writer than me i'm not a writer i just sort of mess around with what he's done ruin it and then get him to fix it uh but for this one he he writes great characters Stu writes really good characters and so once we had the structure and the story figured out he just took it away and yeah does what he does and we didn't really need many drafts after that um but yeah i think the, the one of the very first ideas was oh it should be um mike and fred and their yeah. friendship 
and we wanted the theme to be friendship and how you know he's killed all of his mates in the first one and he's at the start of it he's like no i don't need anyone in my life i'm much better off on my own i'm a cold stone killer after all you know well i don't need mates and then the whole theme is that he begrudgingly rekindles his friendship and realizes that this is something that he needs in his life even though he's a stone cold killer he still need mates yeah yeah I mean, lines like the mounted Ben Affleck line, I've seen it twice in the cinema now on both of those screenings. That's always got a really big laugh. There's loads of really funny lines in it, but, you know, are they, how how much of these, like, lines were, it it feels like it's kind of improv in a way, but I'm guessing it was, like, a lot of these, like, what does Sarah Chang say? I'll fuck you in the lungs or something? What's that line? Yeah, we... <laughs> Where, who's who's coming came up, with, up that? with that? She came up with that. We were like, we need you to. I, I, I want you to shout something, and I'll sh- shush you up. What could you shout? And she starts saying these Cantonese words, and we're like, okay, oh yeah, that sounds good. Well, what does that one mean? And she's like, oh, that means I will fuck you in the lungs. <laughs> we're like, well, you've got to say that. Yeah. Just say it in English. That's going in. Yeah. yeah. And then That's we were nice. doing the opening scene where she's screaming at me and we wanted to scream in all these Cantonese swear words in slow motion. And then I said to her, what, do these actually mean anything? Because we might have to subtitle or something. So yeah, she just starts going through it and this one is motherfucker. <laughs> and so we just did an improv where I, I, I go, what's that you say? I, I don't speak Cantonese, say it in English. Yeah. And she just shouts, motherfucker. <laughs> and that was a complete improv as well. Um, you know, we have the script and there's there's so many funny lines in there that, that Stu's written. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it very English and colloquial, like I wouldn't know about that now, would I, you stupid Burke? I mean, things like that <laughs> yeah. that are so English, I get a big kick out of putting it into the film, to be honest, and calling people twats and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Has anyone said anything? Because it is a very sort of British sense of humour, yeah. isn't it? Um, I think you compared it to Bottom, yeah on the q a yeah which was a good yeah and it does it has that sort of anarchicness about it but yeah. um yeah if you had any comments from I, I don't know i bet the american viewers do they fully get a lot of the gags we got more of on the first one that they were saying yeah. they didn't really know what we we're talking about sometimes because it was too english maybe it was mm-hmm. from jesse because he spent a lot of time in america he's like no you have to like uh americanize it a bit more and i was like i don't want to yeah. let's make it english man english hong kong yeah. movie come on um it is a thing i mean i do read some comments sometimes some americans saying i don't know like specifically with avengement i was right. speaking to keanu reeves on john wick and he uh, he watched avengement i was like oh wow you watched it wow yeah, yeah, i watched it last night i had to put the subtitles on though because i couldn't understand what <laughs> anyone was saying i'm like really oh okay <laughs> so it is an issue but yeah just figure yeah i want to want to make the films that i want to make yeah of course of course did keanu like uh avengement he said he did yeah, yeah. no he did Amazing. he did he absolutely did and i appreciate that he took the time to uh watch uh oh we were talking i, I recommended that that was one of a, a good one that i've done and you should check it out if you wanted to yeah and he did and it's like oh cool man he's a nice guy Amazing. Not bad at all. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're one of the main fight choreographers, but you did so you did quite a bit of previs before you went out to Malta. Andy Long, I know, was involved. Tim Mann. I mean, my gosh, you're working with, like, the best people here uh, in this movie. So yeah. um, a lot of it was pre-vised. Were you, work- were you working things out on, on the day as well with, with some of these, these fight scenes? Or how did, yeah. how did that sort of work out? So uh, Tim had pre-vised some of the fights. We, we had a full start. We almost started the movie before. And, and and Tim would be with his team in Sweden and he previsited about two fights, you know, a, a lot of ideas and concepts. It's going to change at some point, but he just put some stuff down. And then Tim went off to do another movie. He wasn't available, but he'd done these little previsions. So we took tiny pieces mm. uh, and we thought we'd better give him a credit because of that. <laughs> but yeah. Tim didn't do that much. We just stole a little bit of stuff here and there. Yeah. And then so we were doing the previs. And I didn't want to get Andy over from where he lives to put him up in a hotel in London to do this because, uh, you know, we're trying to save money. So we said, we'll wait to pre my fight with him and, and the other fight with Sarah and Peter when we get to Malta and everything else we're going to do in London. And so we had Hung Dancy Don come on and he pre yeah. quite a lot with us. He choreographs quite a lot. And then another project, Higher Paying, took him away. And so now it's me and it's George and we've got Sam Mack there and um, we, we just pre-visited it, well, choreographed it all together and, and, and pre-visited yeah. it and, and that's yeah. how it went really. And then yeah. you get to Malta and you have some locations change, like the opening fight with Sarah was much longer, um, but we lost some time and we also lost the original location. And so we're having to mix and match bits of choreography to fit the space because you've got to think about the lighting as well you'll notice when you watch the movie that a lot of the time we're backlit from the window outside and if you just shoot with the light behind the camera onto us it looks very flat and you try to avoid that as much as possible otherwise you know to just be friendly to our dp and try and help him make it look good and so you know lots of things change for for reasons like that i think you've played a blinder in getting the people that you did get to play these roles as well because as you say both Fowler Sarah Chang Zara even Andy Long I mean these uh, martial artists that can do the the action um, and then they've got their acting beats as well I think it's you know it's amazing people that you got got involved in this yeah there's more there was bigger actors on Accident Man 1 but I just wanted to get 
the right people for the for the characters for this one. And then sometimes we'd cast someone, and we would um, mold the character to to them. Yeah. We're able to do that because you know we're we're the writers and we're all in on it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Andy Long. I think your fight with him is exceptional. It's it's. Um, it's incredible stuff, Scott. It's very exciting. Andy's obviously, you know, very talented uh, performer, but talented filmmaker as well. He's amazing. Obviously, I worked with him on Undisputed Three, and then yeah. came and he did the the action for Max Cloud. When I didn't have Tim, he was the first person I thought of to do the action for Accident Man, um, yeah. but just couldn't get him out to choreograph all the fights ahead of time. But yeah, he, like I think he should be a star in his own right. He's f- fantastic. He's a good-looking lad. He's one of the best yeah. on-screen martial artists you'll ever see. Yeah. And he understands filmmaking at a level of, you know, Jackie Chan and Sammo Hung. And you can see that's evident in uh, the end fight I have with him. It's got that distinctive Hong Kong style to it, the way it's definitely shot and the, the editing choices. And he's just fantastic at it. I mean, the, one of the biggest complaints I've read about the movie is that that fight isn't long enough. So yeah. that's good. But I always think the best fights, you kind of want them to go on a little bit longer. I always yeah. think that with a lot of some Jackie's stuff, like the Benny the Jet fight, you know, it's like, it's not enough. Like yeah. It could go on longer. Yeah, You could quite easily have chopped into that fight and made yourself the more sort of dominant fighter in that or you know you what what i mean to say is you really give each of those actors their due you know andy looks amazing sarah looks amazing you know you give them good time to show their stuff it's quite a selfless act in a way to do that i've heard that said before and i can't say that i ever thought of it that way yeah um, i just wanted what's best for the film i mean at the end of the day i'm i'm accident man and um the better my movie is the better it is for me that's the way i yeah. see it but i've heard that before and i've certainly experienced it with some other action stars you know uh i've seen it happen um but i've i've never been that way i you know i'm pretty confident in my abilities as a martial artist and I'm happy for anyone to look as good as they can next to me because I'm always going to look good because I am good. And yeah. if you're better than me, so be it. And Oyumi, that character, he needed to be better than me. And um, Well, he's kicking your ass in that yeah. fight scene, really, isn't he? Yeah, you know? and that's the whole thing. It's like Sarah's character's kicking my ass for the whole movie and then she runs yeah. after him and then she gets knocked out with one kick. It's like, oh, yeah. shit. Well, how's this going to yeah. go down? I can't just start beating him up too quick. Yeah. Um, you want to feel some fear for the character. Is he going to be able to survive this onslaught? Yeah. Like Stallone yeah. was always very good at, at taking a kick in. And Jackie Chan, he always takes a good kick in. You know, it's not about me looking like I'm well-armed and I haven't got hair out of place and no one can touch me. It's more about creating an, an exciting action sequence that yeah. put you on yeah. the edge of the seat, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. But if you look back to stuff like Undisputed 3, you know, I've got Marco in, we've got Latif in, you know, Kane Kasugi on Ninja 2. I just want everyone to look their best. Yeah. And if you look better than me, so be it, man. Yeah. Well done, because I'm pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, you know, that's the way I think about it. Well, I want to ask that as well, because, Scott, we're, you know, we're all, we're all getting older. I know I oh, definitely yeah. feel it. 
Yeah. Um, but you're still, I mean, how many fight scenes are there in this film? Yeah. And you're in, they're not like little, you know, a couple of scenes. The Faisal fight, the Zara fight, all those, the fights with Sarah, the the fight with Andy. Gosh, you know, they're, they're full on scenes. That must be exhausting <laughs> to do anyway. Um, mm. How are you finding this? As 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 you're getting older, um, yeah, it doesn't get easier. No. And um, you know, I'm I can't do some of the crazy stuff that I I used to do, and it it, it just it, you can still do a lot of it though, Scott. Yeah, I can do a fair, I can do enough. Yeah, you know, me on a bad day is is still better than most. Yeah, and so that's you know I'm happy with that. I will adapt my style. As time goes on, you know, you might get a stunt double to. I I don't want somebody doubling me for the fights, but certainly if there's going to be a hard hit, there's there's it's pointless to do it yourself. It's only ego that's making you do it. Yeah. Um, because if you do get hurt, it's going to affect the film. Now I do a, a stunt in Accident Man where I get thrown out of the van, and that was on the last day. Um, originally that w- that wasn't scheduled to be the last day and I was going to let the stuntman do it I was actually going to go through the coffee table because it was the last day so it didn't matter if I got hurt um, but that's why I did that stunt because like, I, I want to do the stunt but we don't have a, we can't just shut the film down like I'm a Mission Impossible movie and wait for me to heal up yeah. you know the, and I hurt my knee in the first week we scheduled all the shambles fights for the first week so that we could rehearse and then go straight into shooting it and I hurt my knee in the first week and I was carrying that injury for the, for the rest of the movie, which sucks. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll just do it. I'll just do my best and I'll, I'll keep doing my best. You've got to be mentally tough to make these films. Yeah. yeah You've yeah, got to yeah. accept the fact that, okay, the next 22 days are going to be miserable. I have to try and remember not to lose my temper. <laughs> And uh, be a, be a good boy on set. Do you have a bit of a temper, Scott? It's listen. When you're doing all the fights, and you're you're putting yourself through the ringer, it's it's hard to stay in a good mood. Uh, and there's so much expectation, and I'm pushing myself hard, and so I push everyone hard. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm not out there having a good time. I'm out there trying to make a good film, and you know. If somebody's working on that movie and they don't really care, they're there for a paycheck, um, that's fine. But people need to understand that that isn't what it is for me. It's I'm, I'm trying to do something worthwhile. I really am. Yeah. And so there are times when yeah, it's, it, it is hard. It, it is difficult. And I can't coast. So, yeah, I'm a little bit touchy sometimes, I'll admit it. It's hard not to be. I think it's because of the strong track record, this high standard you've sort of set yourself as well. It's quite a high bar. And we've said this in the past when we've spoken to each other, you know, there isn't anyone doing this level of action at that level. Yeah. You know. The um, reason for that is because it is so physically demanding. It's a miserable experience. Even in the small... So I saw Section 8 the other day, which it was was fine. Yeah. (laughs) But your scenes were like the most exciting parts of the film. And that end fight was the best, best thing in the film. Yeah. Um, 
So even oh, though, I did enjoy though, that. I did enjoy that, yeah. to be honest, because that was me coming out there refreshed, um, you know, had enough sleep. I've yeah. got two, three days of action to film. Yeah, that, that, that that's okay. But when you're on your third week of nonstop abuse, yeah, you know, I, I will admit that sometimes I can be a bit grumpy. Uh, and I, 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 I know I need to do better. <laughs> I'm admitting it. I don't know what it is about when I interview with you, but I'm always yeah. so honest. You bring it out of me. Is this is now a good time for a gear shift? <laughs> um, how to phrase this? Well, obviously, a key cast member in this movie, Zara Vivian, was arrested went to trial uh she's currently serving eight years for um child sex offenses um this obviously all came out post filming i guess there must have been a discussion with the producers with sony maybe around how to deal with this uh situation we should say to viewers, people who haven't seen Accident Man 2, that her scenes are in the film. So if that's upsetting or triggering for anyone, um, then it is worth noting that obviously Zara's scenes are still in the film. Scott, was what were the what were the conversations that were had? Were, was there an attempt to try and remove those scenes from the movie? What what are your what's what are your thoughts on this? Well yeah, obviously it was a horrible situation to find yourselves in. We didn't have any knowledge of what was going on when we were shooting the film or even when we were editing it. Uh, just as the film was completed and ready to be delivered to Sony, we all found out what was going on. We're all completely shocked about it. And all, of course, just hated the fact that something like that is going to be associated with our movie that we've worked so hard on. And I've avoided talking about it because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it because I, I, I want to yeah. celebrate all the good things about the film. But obviously it's something that's, that's out there. Myself, the other producers, the directors desperately didn't want uh, to be associated with anything like that. So we really thought about what the options would be. And there was, there was three options. Number one, cut the scene out of the movie. And if you've seen the movie, it's not going to make sense how he's covered in blood for the rest of the film. And the, you've the got continuity. this massive, yeah, yeah seven minute action sequence that was really difficult to shoot, uh, would just be gone from the film. The other option was to reshoot it, which, you know, so you're talking about thousands of pounds. Not sure how much, but, you know, we didn't get to look into it, but it certainly cost a lot. Uh, you'd have to go in and redo all the post-production that's already been done and paid for, and the film was locked. That That's a lot of money associated to that. And then something we definitely considered and looked into was some sort of face replacement, um, something like that. Um, but ultimately, we're a low-budget movie. We're at a point where all the money has been spent. And so we came up with a list of um, potential fixes and presented it to Sony Pictures when we delivered them the movie. And they decided that they didn't want to pay for it to be done. <laughs> you know, 
So what what can you do? We are not a big, yeah. massive movie with like it's not Army of the Dead where we could remove someone with CGI and and, and replace. Is it a bad situation to be in? We were happy to fix it if we could, but we couldn't. The film was delivered. The only thing we could do was remove our credit. And so we did do that. I appreciate that, Scott, and and just sort of explaining that for people as well, because I think a lot of people might, if they saw the scene knowing what they know, um, might be quite you know shocked to see that. Yeah. But I, I was I didn't want to talk about it too much because if if somebody doesn't know, then they can just enjoy the movie for enjoying the movie. Of course. That's why I, I didn't want to highlight it when I don't. But you know, a, a lot of people have had questions about why didn't this happen or or that. Well it's it's not as easy as you might think. You need yeah. we don't have a bottomless pit of money. <laughs> I am interested in the future of Accident Man as a franchise. Accident Man three. What do we think? I think, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. The gears are in motion. Is that a scoop? The gears are in motion. Who haven't you worked with? <laughs> Who, who's, uh, who's actually left? Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I haven't worked with him. Um, martial arts-wise, Bruce Lee. Well. Yeah. I'm I've worked sure with everyone. Some CGI... Yeah. Um, thing that they could do. I haven't worked with Alain Moussi. I haven't no, worked with Brent Foster. Have you worked with Mark Dacascos? I haven't worked with Mark Dacascos. Yeah, that's a good point. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of... <laughs> I genuinely can't think of Seagal. Have you worked with Seagal? Um, I feel like I have because I did the art of action, but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is there any more art of action on the way, Scott? It's really great. It's great. Um, there's one more episode coming out, okay. and I think I may put it to bed. It's a lot of work. Um, yeah. I think if I can get some of the bigger, bigger stars to do it, I would do it. Mm. But it's it's not so easy. It was actually easier in 2020 when the pandemic was on because everyone, nobody was busy. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, that was the I same with busy. this show. I got I so many people were just suddenly available. Yeah. Um so I did a lot of recordings there. But yeah, it's you know, everyone's back at work and it is yeah, it's slightly trickier yeah. this time around. Yeah. Um but, but yeah, there can't be there can't be too many. I mean the big ones obviously Donny worked with a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't think I haven't asked. <laughs> but you know I know I'm gonna get shot down for this, but I'm gonna try anyway. John Wick 4 um, what and what can you actually say about this it was a great shoot yeah it was a great shoot yeah great what shoot what can I tell yeah. you about this this is it's just audio right this is just audio yeah I'm not going to release me in this space tent Scott <laughs> yeah <laughs> no one's seeing this setup. well then maybe this is interesting because you can talk about say what you see Oh, okay. So, whoa, Scott, what's in that? Okay, so listeners, I'm being shown a, a box here that's um, uh, well, it's longer than a than a shoe box. It's a sort of uh, wooden box. It's got a John Wick Four logo on the on the top of it. And now Scott's just 
opening it up. It's like a giant, like a sort of backgammon I set, almost, it. or like a chessboard. But Gosh, what does that say, Scott? What does the writing say? For Killer, which is my character name. Thank you, Scott from Keanu Reeves. Whoa, thank you, Scott from Keanu Reeves. KR, it says. And he there. gave me a gift, which was something that I have to keep away from the kids. <laughs> Okay, uh, so the box has been opened to unveil a uh, an axe, an actual. There's a full on, full on axe. That's amazing. Okay, is that a key prop from the movie? I'm guessing I'll it's pretty it random before, if it's not. Before we get into too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but um, he's such a great guy, and everyone gets a gift from Keanu, and that was. Do they really? He everyone. gives a gift to everyone. Yeah, everyone. All the stunt performers got uh, Rolexes. Wow. When I got wow. this, I was like, where's my Rolex? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's yeah. cool. It's cool. I'm very excited That's for the really film cool. to come out. It's. Uh, I bet you are. Well, everyone, yeah. everyone is. Yeah. They're the best modern day action films that you could possibly be in. Yeah. With enormous respect for Chad Stahelski and the stunt team and Keanu Reeves because doing these movies I know how hard it is yeah and he does it time and time again I mean four John Wicks four Matrix speed point break that's a lot of time spent um, with your body aching from action sequences and he does it time and time again and I really respect it I think he's one of the best action stars I I really do in so much as you can see the effort he puts in, because he really puts his body through it all, doesn't he? You can't do what he does and um, not properly do it. Yeah. He properly does it. He trains like a professional stuntman. He's able yeah. to do things that, you know, only a professional stuntman can do, long sequences of, of fighting techniques. Um, you know, I mean, we know he didn't start off as a martial artist and... He learns it for the Matrix and whatnot, but the the amount of time and effort that he's now put into it, he he really enjoys yeah. the process. Yeah, he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Working with Donnie Yen again, that was good to to work with Donnie. Of course, yeah. Yeah. One of the best, one of the greatest. One of the best. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Just yeah. Amazing. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of things I could say. Tell you what was amazing for me was to be on the set, which are really elaborate. You know, anyone that's seen a John Wick movie knows that it, they look pristine. The quality of the shots, the cinematography, and the the set design is impeccable. Yeah. So to be on what I believe is the biggest set, um, the biggest piece of production design that that is in the movie, to be part of that. And to look at uh, what Dan Lauston, the cinematographer, was was doing, and and the production designer, and and Chad, the attention to detail. You know, obviously the the action is incredible, but mm-hmm. they just such amazing looking movies as well. Yeah, um, and that that was really. I learnt a lot from just, yeah, watching Dan Lauston, the, the things that he does phenomenal looking movies were you surprised they were even going to do a fourth i know i spoke to jojo about this because he was he worked on the third one and he was saying how you know they just threw everything at that film and it does show that they threw everything 
at the third one. Yeah. Um, See, I like the third one more than the others because it was more martial yeah. arts. Yeah, the fights are yeah. great. They're really good. And that's what yeah, made yeah. it, that's what not, what elevated it for me. But you couldn't keep doing the gun stuff again and again. It, yeah. it gets a bit, you know, we've seen it. So what are you going to do differently? Yeah, yeah. Well, dogs and yeah. martial arts. You're in the biggest action franchise of modern times. <laughs> And you've still got the flexibility to be able to focus on your own projects as well. You're in a pretty good place at the moment. Would you? Is that how you see it? Do you? Do you I wouldn't agree with that. Like I that? would say that the stuntmen that are coming up as sought-after directors, like J.J. Perry, Sam Hargrave, Chad Stahelski, David Leach, they respect me and what I can do because there's no judgment there they look at what i do as a as a martial artist and there's a lot of respect and um you know admiration for the for for the art as i have for them so they understand it there's no oh he's a b movie guy sort of attitude they appreciate what i do yeah and so they're given a they're put in a position where okay we've got a chance to make a movie and i want the action to look good that's my bread and butter and the more people they have like me around enables them to do good action you know like having mark dacascus in in john wick three you need people that can deliver that sort of action um if they have to spend six months training someone up you know i mean that's that's a lot of time and effort isn't it or it is or you could get me or marco as a raw you know so i think that's what it is um but i wouldn't necessarily i'm not gonna you know obviously hollywood's not banging down the door but these new directors from the stunt world they, they appreciate me and other people like me and that's yeah. where the opportunity is coming from so yeah. i'm st- still mainly doing my own things but very happy for chad and keanu for and for jj well look at jj look at day chef what a great movie that was yeah. you know and you had a great role in 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 that film um yeah. so yeah and it's it's great to have these connections these people who you know aware of your work and as you say trust you to to deliver so you know yeah i hope it does make it encouraging i hope it does change things we'll we'll see we'll see hollywood's a fickle place yeah um but you know yeah but i wondered if your ambitions had altered slightly i don't know maybe that's just me outside looking in but i know when we first first spoke for this that was years ago (laughs) boyker one of the boyker films boyker four you know that was really you were really driven on that and you were like that's you know hollywood you know this give us a chance you know this is um this is the thing and well you're in you're in john wick four it's sort of happening scott so yeah when will you have reached that ambition do you think that goal in your in your head yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> listen if i can just continue to do what i love to do and make yeah. a living doing it then that's good enough for me yeah. Um, if I can continue to make movies like Accident Man and Avengement and um, um, what I feel like I've got a film coming out that I'm really proud of, but I guess I haven't. <laughs> I guess that was Accident Man. It came out already, but in my head it hasn't. But anyway, my point is, if I can continue, yeah, I'm I'm happy to just continue doing what I do. Yeah, I could do with some more money because it's really really hard. Um, yeah. but um, if I don't get that that's okay that's okay 
you know yeah. i i know that uh, i've got a lot of people that look forward to my movies and that's uh, not something to be ignored and probably yeah. if i had a big budget i wouldn't be able to do do it the way that i do it um so you know at least there's that Abbott, you better give up <laughs> scott before i end can i ask some quick fire questions all right i've stolen this actually i stole this from uh do you remember 8711 actually had their own podcast for a while? Did you listen to that? I didn't. No. It was good. Well, they did like 10 episodes of it and they had like JJ was on there, Chad was on there, Dave Leach was on there. Oh, I must have. And they just stopped doing it. Yeah, I think maybe I did. They always ended on these quick fire questions. So I'm, good, I'm just going right. to fire these questions at you, Scott. Yeah. Favourite martial arts film? Fist of Legend. <laughs> Fist of Legend. Good one. Okay. I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you would have gone for a Bruce movie. I, al- I almost said Enter the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's what the hesitation that. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fist of Legends, very good. Um, favourite film? Just favourite film? Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Favourite director? Epinel. <laughs> God, I might have to say... I might have to say James Cameron. Yeah, okay. That's fine. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. It's not like he's popular or anything. No. (laughs) He could do with the support. Yeah. If anything. His fans haven't been making enough money. Yeah. (laughs) Now, he's a great director, man. Yeah. He knows. He knows. Yeah. He's like Spielberg, but more action orientated. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Looking forward to the... I think he's got like five Avatar films coming out or something. kind of wish we weren't getting more Avatars, but I watched the trailer yesterday and I almost blubbed. So I'm well in. I'm well back in. I was like, oh, yeah. this looks amazing. It, do, it, does, look, it does look amazing, yeah. Um, I, I was watching something and they had to train to do all the wa- underwater stuff, like holding their breath for like three minutes or something. Did you hear about this? crazy like cast- for a cartoon? yeah it's nuts it's yeah yeah, crazy it's hardcore Um, you know there's going to be some stuff in this that people have never seen before come on are you you stupid enough to count out james cameron do you know how many times he's been counted out they said that titanic was going to be rubbish then they said that avatar was going to be rubbish they said that terminator 2 was widely over budget and it's going to be a, a massive flop come on okay favorite actor slash actress Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah, he's always been my favourite. He doesn't yeah. do as much anymore, obviously, but uh, incredible actor. He's always great. Yeah. Great to see. Favourite food? Um, We're really getting to know Scott Adkins here. <laughs> my wife's food. I'm just going to say that. Could, oh, that's very sweet. It's not even like, so I don't get into trouble. It's uh, Yeah, is that... Genuinely, yeah. I'm so lucky that she's cooking food for me <laughs> i should cook more, but i'm shit she's amazing you must have a staple even i've got a couple of meals i can I do a pretty up. good pretty um useless. chili con carne actually oh yeah yeah yeah. that is one of mine actually yeah, yeah. as well it's easy yeah <laughs> one pot meal scott that's yeah. uh that's the key favorite place to visit thailand yeah okay or dubai yeah nice nice hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> not not Birmingham. Not Birmingham, no. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Birmingham. Sorry, any listeners in Birmingham. 
uh, and finally in Birmingham they, they, they know it's crap <laughs> so don't worry it's on the up isn't it I saw the Commonwealth Games that must have been fun having all that there bloody noise traffic was terrible yeah <laughs> lost. don't do it again and finally any life lessons favourite sort of words of wisdom anything like that that you've heard along the way that you'd like to share with our listeners Scott stay stay ready stay ready stay ready and then you never need to get ready and when the opportunity arises you're ready yeah 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 stay ready that's great that's great man thank you so much Scott I'll let you get on with your day okay Ben good thanks to, mate good to chat you take care okay mate okay bye bye Scott Ankins there. Thank you, Scott. Very kind of you to take the time to talk to me for this episode, his fifth appearance on this podcast. We do normally catch up every time he has a new movie out that he's really proud of, and he has every right to be very proud of Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday. The film is available to rent now on digital here in the UK. It's out in the USA too and most other territories now, I think, around the world. Many of you have probably already seen it. Our review is up now on our website, kungfumovieguide.com and I'll be sure to put a link to the review in this podcast description. A couple of extra things to mention at the end here. The Art of Action web series is a great show. It's on Scott's YouTube channel. If you haven't seen it, and I would be very surprised if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Scott's Art of Action web series, it's video interviews with some of the biggest names from martial arts movies. He's got a lot of the people that I've been trying to get hold of for years. People like Tony Jaa, Iko Uwe, Smart de Cascos, Gary Daniels, Dolph Lundgren, Michael Jai White, Chad Stahelski, they've all been on The Art of Action. Even Steven Seagal, as Scott mentions there, has been on the show. Go to Scott's YouTube channel to watch it all. Link in the description. I looked into that thing I mentioned about the Avatar cast and I completely got that wrong. It wasn't three minutes. Apparently, and I'm reading this now from the Variety website, so... Cameron, that's James Cameron, had his cast train with the world's best breath hold specialists so that he could film extended long takes underwater. Kate Winslet, who is in Avatar The Way of Water, held her breath for seven minutes, while Sigourney Weaver previously revealed she got up to six and a half minutes. Zoe Saldana's longest underwater breath hold clocked in at five minutes, so... There you go, extraordinary stuff there from the cast of the new Avatar movie. So anyway, I was way off saying three minutes. I'll put a link to that article in the description of this podcast. Avatar, The Way of Water is released on the 16th of December this year, 2022. And John Wick Chapter 4, that's coming out on the 24th of March, 2023. So still a little while to go on that one. I do hope that Scott doesn't get into too much trouble for revealing his gift from KR on this episode I'm pretty sure it's fine in audio form Uh, when I said Jojo earlier in the conversation I was referring of course to John Wick fight choreographer Jonathan Eusebio Jonathan Eusebio aka Jojo he was my guest on episode 80 of this podcast so go and check 
out that conversation if you haven't heard that already. The new John Wick 4 trailer came out last week. It looks amazing. Big roles for both Donnie Yen and Hiroyuki Sanada by the looks of things. And we can't wait to see what Scott's going to add into that mix. It's going to be very special, I'm sure. Whatever the case. So anyway, the new trailer link, that is also in the podcast description. And I think that's it for today. A huge thank you to Scott Adkins for taking the time to talk to me for this episode of the show. And a huge thank you to you, of course, the loyal Foo follower who has downloaded and streamed and listened to this episode of the show all the way to the very end. Thank you so much. There is just one final thing regarding the release schedule now for this podcast as we're coming to the end of the year. There will be another new episode in two weeks' time as per the usual schedule. And then the podcast disappears until it then comes back for our end of year episode with your friend of mine, Mike Fury. Mike and I are already planning out that episode now, which is extraordinary how quickly this year's gone. But anyway... That's our festive year-in-review show. More details on that coming soon. It's always a fun time hanging out with Mike to record that one. There will be the opportunity to take part in that show by submitting your thoughts on your favourite martial arts movies of the year 2022. And I will be sure to share how you can do that very soon. In the meantime, keep it locked to all the usual KFMG pod channels to keep up to date with all the latest news about this podcast and martial arts movies in general. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can email me. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. I will be back in two weeks' time with another brand new episode of the show. Until then, take care, stay safe, be well, and I will speak to you all again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.